Coming live from Knights of Horse Studios, it's the Mindless Horse Podcast with your host, Anthony Zaragoza. Today's guest, Noah Pint. And now, please welcome your host, Anthony Zaragoza. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Mindless Horse Podcast. I'm super excited for our guest today, Noah Pint. He is an up-and-coming filmmaker, debuting his second film uh, on YouTube right now. The devil has got my arms. It is uh, something that I was fortunate enough to be part of. Um, something that I, I'm glad I said yes to and and someone that I'm glad I am friends with because this guy is one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. Um, and I could see a ton of potential for him in the future. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, before we get into the podcast, we're going to do our obviously our segments of news. So let's get into it, man. Starting with uh, haunt season. Uh, if you guys are watching this, it's Saturday, which means I'm in Orlando right now. Uh, already done day one of Horror Nights, working on day two. Uh, I'm probably having a blast. <laughs> but uh, the long-awaited Orlando trip is here. I am uh, excited to have gone out, and I hope you guys enjoy the content that we release from that uh, trip because I'm very excited to show you guys how that trip went for me. Uh, first time in Orlando, uh, Universal Studios uh, Orlando and Islands of Adventure, and Halloween Horror Nights 30th anniversary, all in one. It's a lot to take in for two days, but I think I, I knocked it out of the park. Uh, with all that being said, haunt season here in California did start this weekend. Uh, I know Rob went out to Halloween Horror Nights as well as my buddy Scott, uh, the hotline, all of my friends over here in the, in the SoCal area went out to Halloween Horror Nights opening weekend. Um, I personally probably will not be watching any of the footage only because I want to go in as blind as possible. Like Much like Orlando's event, I have not seen anything, so I'm going to be going in as blind as possible. But I am super excited to uh, get Haunt Season up in full gear. Again, next week we have the opening of not only Not Scary Farm, but we have Six Flags Fright Fest, as well as other little independent haunts here and there. It's looking like it's going to be a really good haunt season, man. We have so much content, so much things planned out that we want to go check out between the major haunts, the independent haunts. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to take you guys on this journey with me. Uh, Sammy will be there for some of the videos. Rob will be there for the majority of the videos. Uh, we got Try Not To Get Scared Challenge coming up, which TLEV, uh, if I were you, maybe just sit this one out this year, man, because it looks like I might be taking a third year in a row if, if Tim's my only competition this year. Even if Tim wasn't my only competition with this year, I, I think I would still take it third year in a row. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, but, it, you know, it, I'm excited for haunt season. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of things to do, a lot of things for you guys to see. And I cannot wait. We have an amazing guest for you guys today, Noah Pint, the director, writer, and editor of The Devil's Got My Arms, a feature film which I am in briefly. So if you guys can find me, uh, hit me up in the, the DMs or the comments of this video. But uh, I, like I said, this guy's very talented. He's already got a, a whole path, a whole plan of, of where he wants to take his universe. And I cannot be more excited to hopefully be a part of it and just collab with him even more. Because like I said, this kid is this kid's the future. He really is. He's the next James Wan. Why be the next James Wan when you could be the first Noah Pint, right? So, with all that being said, hope you guys enjoy today's interview. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Oh, this one looks fun. Want to try it out? 
devil's got my arm. The devil's got my arm. The devil's got my arm. The devil's got my arm. Madhouse Podcasting Network. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Director, Writer, Editor, Noah. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I, I, I'm excited. A lot of things are coming up. But one, oh, thing, yeah. one thing I'm more excited for this, this, uh, this week that's coming up is something we're going to talk about today on this show. You just, uh, you just finished. It's, it's ready to go. Coming out this week. The Devil's Got My Arms, man. Yeah, dude, I am super excited to the show next, everyone this. The next installment of the Noahverse is here. <laughs> the um, Noahverse, that's the great. The <laughs> Noahverse, man, it's here, man. Talk to us, uh, we're going to talk a lot about, you know, how you came up and stuff, but talk to us a little bit about uh, The Devil's Got My Arms, man, because this is something that, um, fortunately enough, I was uh, involved with as well. So mm-hmm. uh, talk to us about uh, where the idea spanned and, and, and where this is going, man. So... This film is the second film that I'm directing out of my universe because originally I was thinking, I was like, I really want to create a horror film. Like I've always been a fan of horror since like I was like six or something like that because I used to be terrified. But then now like getting older, I'm like, oh, dude, I I like the feeling of being scared when I want to be scared, you know, but sometimes you get put in that position where you feel vulnerable. And I was like really interested in that emotion and controlling people's emotions in like a good way not in a bad way but Mm -hmm. that kind of got me into wanting to direct a film to see if I can even accomplish that I was like I I want to see the process and my first film came out which was Can't Sleep it came out in 2020 um it got delayed because of the pandemic but you know fortunately it's getting some good feedback and it's doing pretty well and a lot of people enjoyed that and I was like you know what I don't want to just end it there Right. I, I want to continue because it's so much fun to just collaborate with a bunch of people and just doing all these crazy things, whether it's like cool kills, very suspenseful scenes. And in this film, it does dwell a lot in those things. And it's kind of like, you know, it's going through the storyline of three different characters. And one of them is the main character and her story is kind of behind just the, the topic of being alone in a sense and her name is mary lavelle that's played by hunter reese and she basically invites two other friends over diana roberts which is played by marissa ball and another character named court corny paza which is played by Alyssa. what's her name Tramel. yeah basically what happens is these two characters are staying at home and they're alone and basically they find this game that mary's character played years ago with her father that passed away right and she's like oh you know like let's just pass the time let's, let's play this game very stereotypical because realistically in this story it's not really focused on that kind of stuff it's more focused on this other character that's coming into the the film but basically they play this game and how the game works is you stand in the doorway you press your arms against the the walls and you count 30 seconds while listening to one of the jingles and the jingle is like one of my favorite parts because that's something that me and my composer 
created together one night. And I think it's going to be pretty catchy once you start to hear it. Cause I don't even think, I don't even think you've heard it. Have, have I played the jingle to you? No, I, uh, so the story of how I got involved with this was, is a lot of fun. I mean, Noah hit me up and it was like, listen, we're filming this thing. I want you to come down and see what's up. And I was like, all right, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I came down, uh, got to spend the day on the set and, um, I, I, it was just cool to see it being, being made. And now the day is upon us almost to, to see the final product and, yeah, Friday night. When, when when was Friday that night. shoot? That was back in like what was that? Was that like oh my gosh? Was it April, June, May, June? Or it, it was it was one of those. It was the beginning of the summer. I know that. Oh yeah, it was definitely uh during prime time COVID stuff because that yeah. was like everyone was just trying to get out of the house and do stuff, and then things yeah. were spiking. But fortunately, we got it done. Yeah. You know, it was a little wild that one night where we were filming. Like, but um, man. It was so much fun. That's some set stories. That's a lot of fun, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It it was a lot of fun, man. I mean, I got there. I I showed up around, I believe it was like 10 o'clock. Yeah. Showed up, uh, chilled for a bit, and was just kind of watching you do your thing, uh, asking a ton of questions. I was mostly quiet because, you know, I I am respectful when I'm on set. I like to not bother anyone, let everyone get what they need to get done. It's already a stressful environment as it is. is. You know, I so, do appreciate that. I yeah. do appreciate that. that that's that's <laughs> yeah. entirely why I was quiet most of the night. I'm like, everyone's got shit to do. Mm. If they have time to talk, I'll, I'll talk, but I'll just sit here and, and wait to see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a lot of fun, though. Everyone was getting what they needed to get done, and it was just cool to see. Uh, you know, this is like only the, I think, the only second set I've ever actually been on. Uh, to mm. see how things are run, so it was a lot of fun to to see this movie be made, man. So, I mean, what was the 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 biggest struggle uh, when coming to make this film? What, what was your like your, when you were when you were writing it? You knew this was going to be kind of a struggle. Like, what was the biggest thing? I feel like there's always obstacles. Like whatever you do, there's right. always obstacles that come in come to, come into play. And I've always been the type of person that wants to problem solve and try to tackle those obstacles and keep growing as a director or filmmaker or whatever I'm doing. So for this film, I feel like there were, besides the whole pandemic thing, like push that aside because that was the main obstacle, just trying to get everyone to come to the film, come to the set and being able to be safe because that was like the most important thing to me and making sure everyone was working with each other and not being all over the place. Um, Besides that, there is a few things in the film once you guys watch it where i feel like you'll probably notice there's there's like a couple things that you're like okay that seemed like it must have taken like multiple tries um there there is one scene that's happening upstairs that took a couple tries and in my mind i really wanted it to go exactly like how i was picturing it because if it was if we had to tweak it something else i was not going to have it in the film at all because it was something that i've never seen before and I really wanted to shoot it exactly how I was visioning it. And I think that was the most challenging part. Everything else went really smooth. Um, obviously, they were late nights. I think it was like 2 a.m. or something like that. So a lot of people were getting really antsy. <laughs> but that's normal. You know, in the, in the film business, that's like 12 hours, you know, that, that's a normal. Yeah. So I would say there, there is a couple scenes in the film that I would love to talk about. But I feel like I really want you guys to watch it first. And then you'll probably get it once you put two and two together. But yeah, there was there was a couple things that I felt like were 
little bit of a struggle at first, but we got it done and it looks so good. Like yeah. it really worked out. No, but, it really yeah. did, man. I, I, I saw, I, if I think I know what you're talking about, but, um, you know, I, I yeah. saw a lot of how things were done that night and I was just kind of blown away by, uh, how you worked around certain obstacles and, and whatnot. So it was a lot of fun to, to see you take on challenges head on. You know what I mean? You're mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, there's, like I said, a lot of frustrations and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you got the shot that you wanted and that's what, that's what matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, your you, vision was fulfilled. You just got to trust in the process, man. Like it really is like if you trust with your crew and your cast and they trust you, you yeah. can get it done. You yeah. can get so much done. So and I will say this, man. And I, and <laughs> you're probably like one of, you're like the second director I've ever worked with. Mm -hmm. Uh, by far one of the chillest directors I've ever worked with. Oh, thank you. Far. I try my best. I try not to get super like in the zone. I never like, right, we gotta get done. I, I yeah. never felt uncomfortable. <laughs> I never felt um pushed away, anything. Like when it came That's time good. to work, we worked what we needed to work out. You know, we were talking and in, in between shots and stuff when we were setting things up about oh, yeah. random things, but Dude, um it's... hands down chillest director I've ever worked with. Thank you. I, I try to make everything as chill as possible. And then ob obviously you want to make sure your actors are comfortable because then they can't act. You know, if they're put under pressure in the wrong way, it it, it just doesn't come natural. It's, yeah. It feels forced. So I try my best. And that was something that I've learned over the years um, working with other directors, because originally before I directed my first film, I worked with another director, which I, I thank him so much because he's the one that got me into this. Um, I would work on actor reels with him and I did that for two years just you know every other month we get an actor reel and I would watch him and I was doing like boom operator or something mm -hmm. and I still enjoyed it because it wasn't obviously it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do I would have loved to been like a camera guy camera operator or like right. a director but it was awesome because I got to see it from a different point of view mm -hmm. and I was like shadowing him and I was like okay I see how he's handling it and there were a lot of times where the actors just didn't really know what they what, what the director wanted right. and even after he explains it, but the way that he took it back, he was very calm and collected. And he's like, Hey, like, it's all good. Let's do it like this. And in a sense, he would act, he would do what he, he wanted the actors to do. And he'd be like, all right, you just gotta do it the way that feels comfortable to you. And that stuck with me for you know years. And that's what made this feel more comfortable for me, which made it easier for me to be giving them the comfortability and just them to be themselves. Right. So it really did help. And I mean, I'm glad that nobody felt uncomfortable or felt like stressed out. I, I think the only thing that people would be stressed out about is like, if the cops get called on you, which is exactly what. <laughs> oh man, that was a I night. Really, I really, you know, what was funny is I'm the one that jinxed that. That was the funny part. So. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, dude, the cops are going to get called. No, on. I told, I, I told like him I was like, I, 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 cause I think this was like day two or three of the shoot. And, um, mm -hmm. You know, I was just, I was, you know, we were, we had some downtime in between takes and I was like, Hey, so how's everything been going? I'm like, you know, I noticed you guys are screaming a lot. Have you guys had the cops called on you yet? And <laughs> fucking like, not even like five, 10 minutes later, someone knocks at the door. It's the fucking police. Three, three cop cars. And mm -hmm. do you want to, do you want to talk about it? Cause I'm cool if we talk about it. Yeah, like, no, let's, let's talk about that. it, man. Uh, so basically yeah. in the scene, um, our character Hunter Reese or her, Character's like, name God, is Mary Lavelle. God bless her voice Hunter. too, man. She probably <laughs> oh shot it that weekend. <laughs> she basically has the perfect horror scream that out of all the actors that I've worked with, no one has been close to how 
her voice sounds when she's screaming because it right. felt terrifying. Like yeah. I felt like she was. It scared me really a couple scared. times. I was kind yeah, of hard. It, it, it's super loud. But basically, um, I really was not prepared for the scream. And when it happened, I was like, whoa, like, what the heck? What was that? Yeah. And then literally like an hour later or like maybe 30 minutes later, there's three cop cars in front of the house. And they're like, oh, my, are you guys OK? Like what we heard, like screaming and stuff. And I was like, yo, like, oh, my God, no way. Oh, I, I forgot to put like the the paper saying like hot set you know so yeah. then no one like was freaking out about it but you know rookie mistake that was it something is what it I, is. Gonna... you live and you learn and you move on you know yeah no, but I, that was such a funny experience I, I think i was more scared for her not only the screen but uh she would run downstairs mm-hmm. uh and, and the floor was pretty slippery and she was in socks man and i was scared that she was just gonna fall and eat crap bro yeah that was something i i talked to her about and i was like you don't need to wear the socks that's okay. She's like, Oh, I'll be fine. Like, don't worry. Cause that was her first film that she's oh, ever nice. been in. And I think she killed it. I think she did a really From good what job. I, saw, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't get to see, I wasn't there for much of the speaking stuff, whether I was there yeah. for more of the action. Um, yeah. So like for, even from an action point of view though, I mean, you have to sell the, the fact of being scared, just seeing something for the first Definitely. time, you know, you just got to sell the reaction rather than 100%. Yeah, so even that is is, ten, is as hard as as acting lines in a in a in a in a monologue or something but mm-hmm. I mean to show the action on 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 film is is really hard and she did an amazing job yeah. making us believe I, that she was scared and whatnot. I definitely feel like yeah, the the scenes going up go up and down the stairs, there were multiple times where she did slip and she I remember what she said where she kept going which give her so much respect because sometimes actors they tend to when they feel like they screwed up they tend to stop yeah and that's something as a director i i never like to see because especially in horror films when someone's running let's go back let's let's take a step back let's go to scream the first scream movie the girl's running she's clearly going really slow because the camera operator has to have enough like distance to be able to keep keep her in focus yeah and make it feel intense but if she were to actually run, she'd go right past the camera. Yeah. So in, in that sense, she was kind of faking it and it doesn't feel real when you watch it now. Yeah. But when I see certain films now where they're actually running because they have new technology where they can make it tracked so it's going to stay perfect. There's a lot of times where they screw up as an actor, but the director loves it. Like the, there's a scene in, I believe, the second Conjuring where the main guy is like going up the stairs or something and he falls. And I guess that wasn't supposed to happen but they kept it in because they're like, it felt natural. Yeah. And I kept the same shot of her falling. Cause she, she was like, you need to keep that shot. in." I felt like that was good. And she didn't stop. So I was like, thank you so much. You didn't stop. Cause it just made it feel real and terrifying. Well, that's the thing though, knows- too. It, it, you brought up, you know, it feeling natural, obviously, yes. you know, when you see, you know, you, you take a real life scenario of, you know, a character getting scared from seeing a, a villain for the first time or something and them taking yeah. it running. You know, your natural reaction is you're not going to be running to perfection. You're going to be running with your heart racing, you know, mm-hmm. a million things going through your head. So you're bound to trip. You're bound to slip. You're bound. So it's a natural reaction where exactly. if you were to see something like that in real life, that would happen. So I'm glad, uh, you know, we got to keep that in the film. That's a, that's a cool oh, yeah. one right there, man. So, <laughs> yeah. It um, definitely uh, it definitely is something that I, I really wanted to focus on in all my films is making sure it feels natural and kind of in that sense of like you're only focused on one thing trying to escape it's either the fight or flight you know 
I have some characters in in the in future films where I'm going to have them fight, and that you you'll see how um, some people are just just different in that sense of like they've been practicing or they have experience with something else that could be more fight related or someone right. that has experience with like running and like hiding and just doing these crazy things. And I feel like it does dwell a lot with those things in this film and you'll see that how it plays out. And I just, it just feels like you're more vulnerable. And I, I love that. Cause it's like yeah. I said before, messing with the emotions, man. And the feeling of suspense is something that I've always enjoyed. When <laughs> enjoyed you talk doing. about stage combat, man, it's like, I I've actually oh. gotten to do some in high school uh, for my theater class that I did. Um, mm. And I, I am seriously, when it comes to stage combat or whatever, I go full bone method. I will throw myself to the floor. And straight up sell the hell out of it because, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, you, you just really can't be afraid to just kind of go in there and do it, man. You got to really sell oh, it to the audience that you actually just got hit in the face and you fell into the floor. Like it has if, to if be you, 100%. If you get hit in the face and then you slowly, like, kind of fall to the floor, it's not going to be as believable than just you naturally hey, just falling to the floor. You know exactly. what I mean? I, I, yeah. I've, trained, I've trained my body in a way where I know how to fall perfectly where I don't get like super hurt where it's only going to hurt for like a second, but yeah. it, it's not going to, I'm not going to hurt myself doing it. Like I just know how to do it. So it, dude, it, you, know, you have to, <laughs> you have to be a stunt double, man. I got to oh, see you man, in one I of should, the, huh? on the silver screen, man. Just you, <laughs> you, there's like a, like a building scene where someone's jumping off landing into like a, like a garbage bin. It's just you. <laughs> it just got to you. Oh my God. Yeah, dude, man. that, Hey, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. Like it has to be, you have to go like full send, Cause it can't be something where you go 75% cause you're not going to sell it. Yeah. Which is exactly, if you get hurt, you get hurt. You know, that's part of the gig, you know? And sometimes it looks really good cause you're actually getting hurt. So, but if you can do it without actually being in pain, yeah, that's like, yeah, no, I, I, we did a, a whole, um, a wrestling kind of like, uh, that, that our, our performance was we had to do stage combat, but we had to build a story around it. So we did, me and my buddy did, uh, we were big fans of wrestling, so we did a wrestling match where mm -hmm. I'm the bad guy, he's the good guy, he's going to cash oh, in yeah. his money in the bank contract and take my title from me. Um, and it was a lot of fun. We, we did it all, and we, we stage combat it. We even added some stuff, and the teacher was, like, super down with it. He was like, yeah, just just be safe, but, yeah, just do what you guys <laughs> want. And I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, you That's know, if I hit bad. someone with the fucking RKO off the damn stairs, like, don't get mad at me. <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> but just knocks them out cold <laughs> just knocking them out cold man uh let's take it back a little bit man i mean so this is obviously your second feature that you've you know written directed and edited um mm -hmm. talk to us about how you just got started into this life man did you is this something you've always wanted to do you've just always been a movie guy you just how did this come oh, this man. life come to you that's a that's a really deep question like i feel like i've always had the passion in me Mm -hmm. since I was like a wee little lad you know like always had that passion of, of film just right. basically just the different styles different genres and the plot twists were always something that I was a huge fan of I loved movies that connected with each other and they weren't they could be standalone mm -hmm. but they can also have deeper connections uh, a good a good example is like the Marvel Universe right. you know, that's a pretty popular one that most people know um, the Conjuring Universe is another one like I am very fascinated with how directors connect their films to make it feel like fill in the foundation like the, you have the beginning standpoint of like the first film 
And then it's like, oh, that was really good. Or like that really sucked. And then other films come in to kind of support it and make it stronger. So then when you go back to watch these films, it has a deeper like meaning to you. Like, okay, I get it now. Like there's a lot of things that were filled. And over the years, um, I've taken multiple film classes and I have been passionate with like working as a videographer, cinematographer and an editor, and then also doing a lot of like production work and directing. Like it's always been it, whatever's in the, the like the film industry. If, if there's an opportunity for me, I'll be there because right. I just enjoy being around these people that all have the same vibe. They have the same energy and they're like, you know, I want to create something. Like I want people to watch these, these films and be like, Oh, that was fun. Or like, they talk about it. They, they talk about it with other people, whether they like it or not. And it makes it exciting to me. Cause it's like, you know, it's just, I get to create these things that people can connect with other people with and be like, Oh, I really loved what he did. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm a huge fan. I love that. Or like, Oh, this sucked. Like why'd you do that? <laughs> so in, in my first film kind of jumping ahead on that and I'll go back, but like in my first film, there was a lot of comments when I posted it on uh, YouTube and I, I read through them all, I was like, I want to, I want to see what, what they had to say. And there were some pretty positive things. And a lot of people were saying like some more production issues and stuff like that, but it was cool because they had like conversations talking about like, Oh, like, what was he, what was he trying to say about this scene? Right. And that was what I want them to do. It's like, I want people to discuss and think about it because there is, there is a bigger picture to everything that I do. I don't just do it just because like, I'm like, Oh, you know, like that would be cool. Just throw it in there. No, there's a deeper meaning behind it, but I, I'm not going to just feed it to you. I yeah. want you to think about it and solve it. And that, that's what made me be so passionate about directing and being a filmmaker. Uh, my main career job right now is being an editor because like I said before, if the opportunity comes to me, like I will take it. And luckily I'm, I'm with a really good company. I'm getting paid like pretty well and I'm, I feel supported. So I have these opportunities to direct these films on my free time. So as of right now, um, these short films is more of like a hobby, but if things start to continue to get um, more growth, I would love to switch over or have both. Cause I mean, a lot of, you know, famous directors, they're editors and they also are like, you know, they do like music as well. So it's like, it doesn't have to be just one, you know, one thing you could be known for multiple. And that's what I would like to be when I I get older. Like I want to be known as, the guy that's like he can do all these things. The John Carpenter, the modern day John hey, Carpenter. There you go. I mean, that would be. I, I could never get on his level though. But if I could get on the right path as him, have you dude. ever heard the story of him changing his name for some of the credits in the film because he was just tired of him having him credited as like the entire film? Yes, yes, I have. That that was something that I I actually kind of related with with my first film and this one as well because I did like a pretty big chunk of it but i was like i don't want to keep putting you know noah like noah noah and i'm like okay i have to find a way to switch around but i i remember uh someone told me about that and i was like dude that is so funny yeah that he's like you know what uh, i'm gonna switch it over to the, some guy named hank or something and then go from there yeah but i, I love that i love that that's i think that's a it, it is something that i i uh tend to do like on multiple occasions with like the credits where i'm like all right um i talked to a friend i'm like hey you know, you did help me on this. I'll let you, I'll put the name on yours for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's, let's just, let's just be real. I mean, this is going to be posted after the movie came out. Um, so it's no secret by now that, uh, yes, 
I'm in the film. <laughs> uh, exactly. It's no secret at this point. Uh, we did. I know. I knew you ran into some complications with a lot of my stuff in post, but mm-hmm. um, Noah, being the cool guy that he is, uh, just was like, "You still put in the effort. You put in the work. I'm still going to credit you." Yeah. And I'm like, I, yes. I, I was just happy to be there. <laughs> you are. You will be that character, no matter what happens. It's still your character, which is something that I'm. I'm really happy that you know it. Even though those little obstacles came in and we had to switch it around, I was still thinking to my head, I was like, you know what? Like, yes, he did put the effort in. I was really happy that he was working through all these things because there were some struggles at the end. And I'm like, you know, yeah, you you technically are that character. So I wanted to give you the credit that I felt like you deserved. And yeah, I mean, it's... That was a lot of fun, dude. It, it is. Oh, it was... That shot was... It, it, it is one of my favorite shots in the whole short film and also like with the two films that I've worked on that final shot is one of my favorites like I'm a huge fan of doing one takes which if some people don't know what that is it's basically like literally a take that can take through multiple scenes. The one shot one shot yeah yes. we call it like the one shot one take, one take. but uh I mean yeah, okay for a perfect example end. from that is uh 2018's Halloween when he's gonna go kill uh the girl in the house and he walks down the driveway yep one shot take. I, I'm a huge. I don't trust me. I yeah. love. I love me a good one shot, dude. When I see, it, we, me and my cousin used to watch movies together and be like, "Did you see this fucking one shot? This is You're amazing." Like, Yo, like uh, dude, did you see? Daredevil, so cool, I think, hands down, has one of the best one shots in the show. Mm, I have not seen it, but they, there's a fight. Please scene. explain what it is. There's a fighting scene where he goes into a hallway. There's, they do it a couple seasons too. Um, there's a fighting scene in the hallway and I had read, uh, since this was like the first kind of Marvel Netflix show, the darker verse, uh, versions of them. Yeah. Uh, there's a fighting scene where he's going door to door. He's fighting like these, like, um, kind of like uh, mob people and stuff. And then the entire shot is just one scene of him fucking throwing people out of one room, coming out of the other. <laughs> I mean, just YouTube daredevil hallway one shot. And uh, I think that sounds so familiar. I don't know if it's been shown it, before. To it me. is, dude. It is. I think hands down one of the best one shots I've ever seen because I read the fact that it was exactly. It was no edits. It was actually a one shot. Like they mm. they went. They did multiple takes just to get that right. Oh yeah, and just just kind of right just kind of see that. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Daredevil as it is, and. Oh, he's such a badass character, dude. Like, he uh, when they had him in that black suit in the beginning, I was like, I kind of dig that black suit. That was like his starter suit. Oh yeah, yeah. I, then, I think then I've he eventually went over that. to the red, and the red looks bitching too. So I'm hoping they bring him back into the MCU. There's rumors that he might be showing up in Spider Man. So that's what I've heard. I, I I remember watching the trailer, and a lot of people were trying to uh, get all the Easter eggs that 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 like were in that trailer because there yeah. was like a few, you know, like there were some pretty big ones, but. Yeah, there there was like the one of Peter Parker where it showed like the horns. It, it's kind of like it's random, it's out there, but a lot of people are saying like, dude, down. possibly. I've I mean, been waiting. Was, what happened? I thought he was shown in Loki where you see him in the church and they show like the, I don't know if you remember that, but they had like the art on the the wall of like the chapel and it was Mephisto. Don't that, play that. with my emotions, Noah. I'm like. Dude, I've been waiting since was... WandaVision, man. Don't play with my emotions. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. I have a question about that. We'll go back into like the horror stuff, but I have a question about WandaVision with Mephisto. Was he the bunny or the rabbit? Because he can shape you. I thought he was a stork. And then they, he... uh, they never really like confirmed anything. Ah. Uh, it, and they really never introduced him properly, but 
they're saying now Doctor Strange might be his. They're saying either Doctor Strange or Spider Man might be his first appearance. But I mean, it, it just made sense for WandaVision, dude. Everything storyline mm-hmm. was leading up to that point where she had the yes. twins and they were part of Mephisto. And I was like, okay, this is he's coming. And then he didn't. Agatha, show up. man, like Agatha was. Hey, she's on. gonna be at that uh, Disney Halloween this year. Oh yeah, that's gonna be pretty cool to see. Yeah, the Oogie Boogie of Bash or whatever it's called. That I can never yeah. afford because it's too much. <laughs> But, I've never uh, been to one either. I've been to one, but I was like a kid, and it was like way cheaper back in the day. So, oh yeah, um, you know, inflation, you know, yeah. that, that's never gonna go down. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, you're into the you're into filmmaking and everything. Then you yeah. decide I want to do my first film. Uh, how does the idea arise for that? With can't sleep. Yeah. That, Let's just be honest. That you, couldn't, was, uh, you couldn't sleep when you made it, so it's it's really funny because that that actually it, it does resolve around my troubles with like sleeping when I was younger. Yeah. Um. I was I'm a light sleeper, and I think a lot of people are light sleepers. There's some people that can just knock out like that, and I give them so much respect. I feel like now that I'm getting older, I can do that. I could just like knock out, yeah. and my girlfriend would be like up, like because she has like the late night shift. She'll be staying up watching TV. I'm like, all right. I'm going to knock out and I usually just knock out in like five minutes. But before when I was in middle school, I wasn't able to do that because of the fact that I would think I would hear things move around in my, my, my room. I would hear like creaking sounds. I have like a rug floor, um, but it creaks a lot in certain areas. And I remember when I was younger, I felt like a presence in my room. Like I felt like really tense, like pins and needles. And I feel like a lot of people have those like dreams where it's like a lucid dream or something, but you could still feel it in a sense. Um, I could have sworn I was dreaming, but I, I wasn't too sure. But I felt like a presence and I would like hear things. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, like I, I, I can't sleep, which is funny because that's the title of the, my first film. Right. And she got me a white noise machine, which if you guys have no idea what that is basically it's a box that has multiple different sounds that you could play just to kind of clear out the background sounds kind of of soothing it's it's very soothing like i remember when i first had it i could not sleep because it was so freaking loud and i was like how the hell do people sleep with that but then over the days it starts to kind of kind of creep into your mind as a soothing sound yeah so I, I can knock out on an airplane because the sound of the airplane is similar to the sound of the white noise. And there's like the ocean sound and stuff like that. But basically that's what got me into that idea of like, that is kind of terrifying that now that the white noise is playing, I can't hear things going on in my room. So let's say someone's in my room. I have no idea. Right. It's like losing that sixth sense. Um, one of the things from the sixth sense. And when I got older I was, and I started thinking about like horror films, like, Oh, you know, like, that would be pretty cool to do a film re- like revolving around a white noise machine as an object. Cause most films have something to bounce off of, whether it's like a clown or an object or like, like the Ouija board, you know, yeah. it's like they can base a whole movie based off of just one object. Right. So I had that leverage of like, okay, I don't recall seeing a film that has to do with a, a white noise machine. That's like literally the whole movie is focused on that. Like there's a few scenes in horror movies where they bring it in just for like set up a scare scene. But yeah, that kind of got me into it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to um, bring it up and pitch it to one of my friends. That's a script writer and he's pretty good. He goes to uh, USC for it. So, I mean, 
I was like, okay, I can trust his like feedback and criticism. And I'm pretty good at taking criticism and like finding a way to resolve it. Right. And he just, he just wrecked it. Wrecked He's it. like, dude, the story does not make any sense. Like you, you go to one spot, you bounce over to another one, but it doesn't flow. Like you don't, you don't have that leverage to make it flow. It's a good topic, but it just doesn't flow. And he told me, he's like, you know, don't give up on the, on the idea. Cause in my mind, I was like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to try. Cause I was in like high school where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I remember I had like, kind of like an, an epiphany or something about that. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to give up on this. Cause I feel like it could lead me to somewhere greater. Yeah. And I did. I tried to fix it. I went through the, the script like five times, I think, and then brought it back. He read it and he's like, okay, this could work. Like you should start trying to film it. And that was during the time where I was working with the other director and doing like the actor reels and kind of just formed together. But that's, that's how it started. And ever since then, usually the way that I come up with these film ideas is whether I'm listening to music. Cause sometimes when I listen to music, I have these visions and a lot of people do. <laughs> Dude, I listen to music and I think this can easily like I I can I can literally listen to a bunch of songs and pick mm. out I could just think of a concept of an idea for a film and then exactly. listen to a bunch of songs and soundtrack every fucking song to the appropriate fitting. And I could do That's that within gift. an hours of work just kind of like listening to music like this would be a good song for like this scene. Like Dude. That's the filmmaker I call that the filmmaker gift. Yeah. Cuz I know I know multiple people that have the same the same kind of I think the filmmaker gift. And you dude, if, if you have that where you can think of it in literally like 30 minutes or less, yeah, you have the gift. It's not some people it takes months because they're like they just it's not something that's natural to them. And I, you know, I think it's I'm so thankful to have that because it's just yeah. like the creative mindset is so powerful, especially for a filmmaker to have it. And it's like it just makes it easier to work with everyone else. Yeah. And that's what um, a lot of people have brought up to me. They're like, oh, at least it's easy because you're, you're passionate for it and you're not questioning things. You're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm, I'm a little like, should we do this instead? Should we do that? It's right. like, usually I, I, I'm really happy that at least I know what I want. Majority of the time, sometimes I don't. But um, it just makes it easier for everyone else to be like, okay, like, he knows what he wants. Like, I'm going to do my best to give that to him. Yeah. And yeah, dude, filmmaker, filmmaker gift, man. It's just it, knowing it, it's a music, man. It's a blessing, but then sometimes it could be a curse. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I'll be just, I'll be fucking listening to music and be like, God damn it, now I got to write this stuff down and I'll be in the middle yeah. of work or something. But no, it's, it's yeah, fun though. I, I like doing it. Yeah, but that's, so. that's, how, um, that's how most of the films come up, for me at least. Uh, and I've had that situation where sometimes it's at random times. Like I remember I was working at the YMCA and I remember this is when the devil's got my arms kind of came into play. I was listening to a song that most of them are 80s songs. Like they're usually like retro 80s songs for some reason. Yeah, I would have like, thought, uh, I would have thought you got the idea for devil got my arms by uh slipknots, uh, the devil and I, Oh <laughs> no, actually, um, like usually th those, like those music, like it gives me more of the, psychological which is really weird like I, I would expect like hardcore slashers or something that's super gory and shit but no like when i listen to some of their songs it's like usually for me it's psychological kind of scenarios like there's this one film that i want to film in the future that was based on one of the songs that i was listening to from slipknot 
And it was super random when I was listening to it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why am I thinking of this? But I, I, I kept writing it down. Like, I usually type it in my notes or I do you like a voice text. You know what's funny is Slipknot's that band for you. That band for me for psychological horror, honestly, uh, every time I listen to a song, is Linkin Park. Really? Because, like, huh. you know, after you know, after Chester passed away, uh, which was mm. very tragic, um, yeah. you know, a lot of people on the radio, you know, were talking about it and saying now his lyrics make more sense and everything. So after, you know, mm. seeing how he passed and then listening to a lot of his lyrics post his death, I started really thinking, like, there's a lot of, like, built-up depression this guy had that he he, he put it in, in his music. Um, and, and usually with psychological horror, uh, specifically I'm looking at uh, Hereditary and Midsummer, obviously that director. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's always something tragic that happens that leads into something worse to come. The bigger picture. Yeah. In a sense. Like, yeah. of course, with Hereditary, the mom passed away, so then they were kind of grieving over that. Uh, and mm-hmm. then the daughter passes away, and then the mom just didn't really know how to express any of her grief. She was taking it out on her f- whole family, leading up yeah. to the big climax of the film. Same thing with yeah. Midsummer. The, the the girl just lost her, uh, her, parents. her parents and her sister. Yeah. It was a murder-suicide. And... Yeah. She had to deal with that grief, but, you know, the boyfriend and his friends were trying to, like, tell him otherwise. And, and then so they end up going to, you know, the the place and a bunch of weird shit starts going down there. Oh, yeah. And and, and it's just, <laughs> it's, it's so when you think of, you know, really, next time you listen to a Linkin Park song, listen to the, like, really listen to the lyrics as to what he's saying in the song. And it really puts me in that mentality of, this would be a good psychological horror film for what he's talking about, whether it be um, like one step, clo- like one step closer. That's like mm-hmm. my, my favorite yeah. Linkin Park song. And, and hearing That's that song, song all the time, one step closer to the edge and I'm about to break. Like you think about that. You think of the Joker literally. Yeah. It's one bad day and he fucking broke. So it, yeah, it, it, there's different genres for everything. You got your eighties films that you are your eighties movies that movies. God damn. 80 songs, <laughs> songs. Yeah. Uh, that you get a lot of inspiration from. I, I am the same way. I listen to a lot of metal, uh, rock, um, singing Johnny Cash, dude. You know, or he oh, just even, you know. Dude, Johnny Cash is my shit, yeah. I love Johnny oh, yeah. Cash, bro. I mean, and I don't even consider him country. Rusty like That, Cage, guy, that guy's his own fucking genre of music. <laughs> it, it's something else, man. He's on a different level than any of, like, country and shit like Dude, that it's you, it's i know you're a gamer so that means you probably lost your shit in black ops 2 when they had rusty cage yeah mob, mob of the mob dead, of the dead mob of the, that, that was the first time that i truly recognized who he was as an artist yep i've heard some of his songs before it didn't it didn't grab me but when that happened it's exactly with like you know the way that they were visualizing it like okay you know you're on alcatraz the shitload of zombies you're gangsters and like mobsters and shit what's the music that would be playing while you're fucking murking people, boom, like boom, boom, dude. I, I actually have the game right now. A buddy brought it over for me, and I'm like, dude, I'm ready to play some Mob of the Dead, man. Because oh the new God. ones, the new ones are like, you got Cold War shit. Get it, that shit out uh, of here. Yeah, know, it's, it's, it's not as but, fun uh, as it used to be, you know. No, but that that was the first time that I truly understood the power of Johnny. And I'm like, fucking hell. That was the first time I really, like, because prior to that, I had seen Walk the Line, didn't really kind of grasp Mm -hmm. it as a kid. I'm like, okay, it's about this guy named Johnny Cash. Don't know who the fuck that is. 
as you get uh, older, you start appreciating music and listening to music more. Where I, I yeah, yeah. when I rewatch Walk the Line, I'm like, oh my god, dude, fucking Joaquin Phoenix is a phenomenal actor in this goddamn film, and, and you're to, like, tell, to tell the story of Johnny Cash and then seeing him perform in the prison, like that's iconic right there, bro. The Folsom Prison. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's so cool. It, it is crazy how when you yeah you when you get older you get more exposure to different things and different feelings and you start to relate to uh, what the movies are about yeah and you're like oh my god like i enjoy it because i understand it now like obviously when you watch younger you you'll only know certain things you're like okay that's cool like that's funny yep. that's sad and then it, but it starts to expand and fill in those like empty spots so i'm like you know what's funny yeah. too is like blumhouse and this is kind of going somewhere else with it but same topic mm-hmm. of filming Blumhouse yeah. has lately been known to make uh, essential horror remakes, but based off other film. I don't know how to really put it. Like they they would take a mm-hmm. film concept that they probably got from something else, but then add a horror vibe to it. Uh, example: Freaky. Uh, obviously, we know that's. Based oh, off I fucking, love Freaky. That's obviously the concept is based off of Freaky Friday, which is a, a, a family movie. But then when you take that, that concept and twist it a little bit. It makes it a horror work. movie. I'm thinking we do a Breakfast Club horror film. Oh my, oh my god, dude! I'm so down to do that. Dude. But you, you would have to find a good cast, though. You that would, is you would that have to find a good cast. It has to be a cast that can keep that. Well, film I'm already gonna vouch for this one right here. Uh, <laughs> we're bringing Mercy like, Ball hey, back. Me. She's a talented actress. I think she could play the emo yeah. chick really good. Oh yeah, I think so. It's too. something I think different that... that I haven't seen in her very much. Mm-hmm. Were to play that full-on like emo goth chick role, mm-hmm. which I know that she could, if she were to take, she can make it her own. Dude, I think that would be a really cool. Just saying, let's get to writing. To do, yeah. I mean, hey, like, <laughs> let's talk to. Some if of you want to have fucking Zoom writing sessions, bro, you just hit me up. We'll do this shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm so I'd down. Love to I think with something on you. That that would be something. I, I really do want to do something that's similar to how like freaky you know played out because yeah. i love that film it was, I, I did not john get volta or not john volta, oh, um, vince dude. vaughn D- vince God. vaughn killed it because yes. if he wasn't in there if it was someone else i feel like it wouldn't be the same he nah. he played it so well yeah and i'm like dude the kills were so good yeah i, I think that was something that and they so were unique. not cgi so that was good <laughs> no it, that's the one thing i praise i'm like i'm not a huge fan of cgi sometimes i have to use it for certain things yeah um but it's Practical. usually the Practical effects are the things that are going to sell it because it goes back to John Carpenter. Exactly, guy was all practical. The thing that movie—that's why that movie is so iconic in the horror community because that monster to this day is fucking the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. It's so scary, and And that's one of my favorite horror films. Yeah, Yeah, the 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 new ones suck though because the fact of they're supposed to be making another new one, so I'm. More fingers CGI. Crossing, uh, fingers uh, crossed, and that it's at least we'll have a decent cast and story. Uh, I don't know if it's, yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be. I think it's supposed to be a reboot off Carpenters or a sequel off Carpenters. I can't remember. Oh, they can't. I don't because want them to the do a reboot. The 2011 was a prequel to the uh, Carpenter one. It was. Yeah, I still enjoy it. It's just I was very upset that they decided CGI. to go with CGI. Um, their behind the scenes stuff was insane. Like just their pro- like the prosthetics and. Yeah. All the practical effects just looked so much more terrifying. It, it really did have a lot of potential because the cast was phenomenal. I mean, I loved a it lot of great, the cast yeah. people. And oh, yeah. I think the only thing that did ruin that was the CGI monster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just... It's, it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Like, one small thing could just destroy a really good story. So, 
Quentin Tarantino, one of my favorite directors, said he's mm. going to make ten films and call quits. Do you have a? Do you have a? Do you have a? A kind of a call list. quit zone for you, or are you just going to keep going to you're just like I? That, I think I've done enough. Um, I do have an end goal. Uh, there is a. I already know where I would like to end it. I just I'm currently filming it, filling in the middle parts. So in a sense, it could be five years. Like 10 years, 15 years, like that doesn't really, I don't have an answer for so that. you got kind of a it, Marvel Studios Kevin Feige plan where you're like, this is where we're going to start. This is where I'm going to end. Here's uh, Now is, I just got to fill the middle. That's exactly what I'm doing. And I okay. think it's something that makes it easier on me as a director to be like, oh, you know, like if I tell the world, like I have 10 films, then it's like, what if I have another film idea that's so cool? I've already said 10 films. If I keep adding more, it's not true to like what I've said before. And I like to stick with what I say. So I'm keeping it with, I have the beginning and the end, but together, like throughout my years, I will still create the middle part. Yeah. Like the, the fat meat chunk, you know? So that's kind of what's going on. Um, as of right now on the list of films, there are seven. It could continue. Do we need to, do we need to have a, like an exclusive Knights of Horror live stream where you like, present it like how marvel does at disney like this is what's coming in the next Dude, couple I of mean, years you guys like I the mean, you guys like the devil from the devil's got my arms where he's returning in a sequel 2024 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that'd be oh my god that'd be so i'm just saying put something together we can have a little event here on the nights of horror i'd love to get a bunch of indie directors and, and have a slate of movies oh, that's coming yeah. out to have like a little oh to promote dude. their work dude i love to hype things up I mean, I don't know if you've noticed that. Like, I, I tried to keep the social media like live on different yeah. things that I post. Um, speaking about that, I just emailed you something that is promoting my next film. If you want to take a look and share it, but that is the name of my next film, and I can go over a little bit of information behind it. But this one will be really fun to shoot because it's going to go super. I could put this on the screen for the, pod, for the podcast. Yes. Okay. Yes you so you guys can see it right here on the screen. The reflection, the next film. Is this a first time announcement? Like, am I getting an exclusive yeah. here? Yeah. This is, this is the first time. Uh, only two other people have seen it. The freaking Dude, exclusive first look right here. I feel like <laughs> this, this one's going to be really This cool. is more exciting than Jordan Pill announcing his next film for me. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Like, I got the exclusive no with freaking Noah right here. The reflection. Dude. I mean, I already have tons of questions. I have tons of. Give me you a brief. Will get the give me, do you got a brief synopsis that we can hear? Or, we, or is that too, is that, is that too I, much already? I, I mean, I feel like I shouldn't say anything only because I know it's worth waiting on. I, I, I want you to think about it. I want to give you guys the chance to think about, like, what is this going to be about? And. This is a character that has not been introduced in my two films that I, I've released. This is something that's going to be a different character starting a different storyline, but it will be connected to Can't Sleep because Can't Sleep is the foundation in my universe. It's like everything will connect to that and other films will start to intertwine with each other. This one is a new story that will continue to grow throughout my universe. And I'm so excited. Dude, I'm like, once the trailer drops for this film, I I know for a Exclusive. fact it's going to give me so much hype and yeah it, it is a thriller um, and a slasher film so, so it's going to be really fun. I'm excited for this one. man. I have to ask you man has uh, another another genre that's popular in the horror is uh, horror comedy. 
Have you Ooh, ever have yeah. you ever came up with any uh, any ideas to potentially do a horror comedy in the future? There is one. There is one that's that's currently in the works. One of right my now, favorites, are, by the way. I have to I have to put on the table. Uh, what we do in the uh, shadows. Love that. Ooh, yeah. Like, that's something good, in that yeah. kind of style, dude. Like it's like a mockumentary, but it's you know. Mm. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of that show. So I mean, I, I would love. I I know your talented ass can fucking come up with something like that. I mean, I have some really talented like directors that are they specialize in comedy and this film that I'm, it's going to be one of my feature films because as of right now, I'm only doing short films because I want to gain enough money to be able to do it on my own without having to um, go to a company and they, they like fuck up the storyline or whatever. If I have right. to try to like present it to them, like I will make sure that all the films that I do will be done by myself and people that I can trust and not right. like any companies unless they try to, you know, sponsor me. That's a different story, but I'm excited, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, 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 uh, I think, uh, that's cool that you shared that, uh, as far as, you know, where we're going next with the Noahverse, man. I mean, reflections, I mean, you already, you already getting, uh, people excited. Um, there's a lot to definitely, uh, question about it uh the minute i think of reflection and i'm just gonna give you my theory uh i think of i think of bloody mary and i can see why that's probably why you're wearing the shirt oh oh shit you didn't you weren't supposed to see that man (laughs) (laughs) yeah i good eye man i'm surprised that you see that because like the face is like cropped but yeah actually you know show everyone else i love these shirts by the way this is like one of my you had a you had a halloween one yesterday when we were talking yeah i did i have Um, a couple but uh yeah, it, it does have to do with well, obviously it's called the reflection, but um, it is similar. To, I mean, I I can't really say it's, anything. It's yet, Noah's. But... Let's just put it this way: it's Noah's take on Bloody Mary. All right. Probably probably right, a little well, bit even more probably different creature at that point because it might be a creature, it might be a serial killer, it might be like sci-fi. It's something. It that might I'm just trying be me that just pops day. up and goes, "What's up." Hey, how you doing? The whole thing ends. <laughs> it's it, just like it's just a build, a long shot of suspense of like the girl looking into the mirror, and all of a sudden I just pop up. Hey, what's going on? Just hey, how ends. You doing? Rolls the credits. <laughs> Rolls the credits. Hey, how you doing? Dude, and then just like so loud funny. ass music, and then pitch black credits. Like insidious music. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Dude, Boom. How you doing? Yeah. Um. This one. Uh. It's. It's something different, though. I will say this is a, a little bit of a clue. It is something that I have not done before um, since it is a slasher. There, there is a whole different category of different ideas, different characters, different like storylines that could go res- like around slasher being like its whole different thing of horror. But um, this one is just something that I feel like will be a lot of fun to shoot. And the music will be great in that one because I, me and my composer, we really do enjoy, um, you know, John Carpenter's Halloween, like how simple the music is, but it's so powerful. Mm. And we try to use that in some of some of the films that we've worked on um, with Can't Sleep. When we do the one take where the character Sarah is re- getting revealed, like the, the poster that Nia Gray releases on the news from my first film. And she basically like sees this this poster and it's called The Awakening. And when that happens, like the cult people start to break in and the music that's playing is so simple, but it's so powerful. And it's like some of that was we were inspired by that by John Carpenter. But um, this film is going to have it like in a lot of the scenes and it's going to be scary. It's 
going to be gory. Like I'm super excited to show you guys that one, but so, that one's going to come out in 2022. Oof, so yeah. Uh, so next year one, you have an idea. And I don't know if this is a little too much. You have an idea of when you want to start production on that. So that's going to start in December, December. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what dates yet, but it, hopefully it's going to take probably five days of shooting. Cause this one's going to be longer than the devil's got my arms. Cause as of right now, with what all was, the films, what was that? That was a, was that a three day shoot plus two uh, makeup days? It was a it was three days of shooting, one makeup day, and then there was another one that was I don't really consider it a makeup day because we didn't go back to that to the house. We just yeah. shot it at mine. We did some audio work, right? Um, some like audio voice recording, but technically it was like you know four days, some pickups and stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude. And and that film that film is the length of the film is like. I think 11 minutes so it is shorter um because can't sleep was 20 minutes or like 25 something like that and then devil's got my arms is a shorter one because it's more of the the one that's like short and sweet you like I, I give the audience what what i feel like they they want and like the twist is good i feel like it's it's it keeps it up and it's not something that just kind of just slips but it still connects with can't sleep and the other ones and it, it just builds up what the next film's going to be and the next film which is the reflection that one's probably gonna be around the same length as Can't Sleep. I feel like it, it has more to put into it. You know, you gotta start so being a little bit more dramatic in your trailers where you just gotta go with the third film by Noah. <laughs> <laughs> just go all out. That's like that. that's just exactly like, how Tarantino did it with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He said the ninth film by Quentin Tarantino. And I was hey, like, I mean, oof. I will say I, I would love to do something like that because I, I don't mind being over exaggerated with with the films because realistically, you know I got like, so many ideas yeah. I could throw your way, man. I do. We could definitely talk I mean, about that. I think, I'm thinking, uh, I mean, I just got done watching Planet Terror, and that's a good grindhouse film. I mean, have you ever thought about doing a grindhouse-style film? It has never came across my mind. We'll talk. We'll talk. I, we'll talk about ideas. Open, trust me. I'm open to something like that. Um, here, if you don't mind, give me one minute. I have to use the restroom. <laughs> use the restroom. I'll be right back. Here, I'll be right back. You can look. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, but if you look right there, that's my can't sleep can't poster. Sleep so poster. what I'm doing, what I'm doing is every time I finish a short film, I get a I get a poster and I'll hang it up and it'll be all on the wall. Which will be really cool to do. But I will be right back. Yeah, dude, I just read dude, an I just, article right now that uh, the Jackass cast, uh, oh, yeah? they they, uh, they accumulated the money of how much they've spent on them going to the hospital and injuries oh. before, during, after filming, twenty four million dollars in injuries. Hey, the movie's gonna be with, great. With all I, I that's act. that's all everything they've ever done from the show all the way till now. Oh damn! Holy shit! And they're all—I mean, dude, like that. I I grew up watching those those movies, and I'm like, I'm so excited for four to to watch the new one. Yeah. I'm like, it, got, I, it just got postponed I, again, though, man, to February now. Yeah, yeah, it's in COVID. I mean, thanks you. Yeah, they really want to make sure they can get as many people in the theater as yeah. possible. So they're like, all right, hey, we're going to back it up till 2022. I don't give a fuck what you guys say. It's worth the wait. Just suck it up and go in. And I'll be okay with that because, you know, there's there's some good movies coming out. Halloween Kills, you know, that's going oh, to build it up. Eternals. Yeah, Hopefully, so, I mean, Shang-Chi needs to do good. Yeah, I'm like. Um, right. So we've talked about the past. We've, we've talked about the present. We've talked about the future, man. Um, 
dude, I mean, you got a lot of stuff. You know, you got you got obviously um, your first feature is already up on YouTube. The second one's dropping this week, or it's already dropped. This is Friday. Mm-hmm. This one came out, even though we're filming on a Monday. That's time, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, your your second film just dropped, so congratulations on that, man. Thank uh, you. Thank another you. film in the in the Noahverse locked in and and released to the world. Um, exactly. The third film uh just announced today uh with uh production hopefully beginning in december and uh you can expect it 2022 so i mean you got a lot of work on your hands man and i I know even though you have one production gonna be starting up pretty soon you're already thinking about the next one and the next one and the next one so you got to keep it going like it it can't stop yeah once it stops it's it kind of just pauses from there so i I like to make sure there's always something always something going so it'll make it it's just going to be such a fun ride i know this one's going to be really fun to to shoot and i think a lot of people are going to enjoy this one because it really does take it take a different turn for like slasher films and it will have a really cool twist that i think will be really fun for everyone to watch keep in mind uh unless the the movie's supposed to take place during christmas you got to take down every christmas decoration you film at Oh my god, dude! That's what I'm. That's the one thing that I'm already talking to my producer about. I was like, dude, like, if we're gonna shoot in December, like, what if we see like people doing Christmas carols and shit, like going around and like setting up lights? And I'm like, oh crap! Like, because people like to set up Christmas lights in November. So realistically, I'm like, all right, like where we're shooting, we already know where we're gonna shoot uh, for a majority of the film, and it will be taking place in Los Angeles, and there are some good spots that. I think will be really fun to shoot and hopefully they don't have any Christmas events going on. Cause that would, that would, you know, I mean, I don't mind shooting it with like Christmas stuff around. I think that's a really cool concept, but it does, it wouldn't fit with like what's going on in the story. Yeah. So that is something that I'm going to make sure we are updating, making sure we check and being like, all right, there is no Christmas stuff over here. We can shoot it here and we'll be good. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, Noah's new film, The Devil Has Got The Devil's Got My Arms, is out now. Check it out. I highly suggest it. Links in the uh, description below. Go subscribe to his page for future uh, films, and go check out his past films as well. Uh, and Instagram, uh, what do you want Instagram, brother? So they could they could check mm-hmm. it out and follow. It could be Noah Pent Films or Yes I'm Noah. Uh, Noah Pent Film is is N O A H P I N N T and then Films. But yeah, those are my two accounts that you guys can check and look at all the cool behind the scenes stuff. Because usually what I do is once I release the film, usually the next day I post up of the behind the scenes experience with all the cast and crew and all like the funny moments that we had. So feel free to check that out because I know you guys will have a kick out of it. Yeah, man. Uh, One last thing I got to ask, brother. What's up? What's your favorite scary movie? (sighs) Dude, that's deep, man. I, I, I would have to go with Probably John Carpenter's The Thing. Right. 100%. 100%. That's it. Yeah. Right there. Like I said, The Devil's Got My Arms is out now on YouTube. Go check it out. Like I said, links in the description below. Noah, it's been a pleasure, man. I can't wait to see Thank what you, you have so in store for the future. And I can't wait to uh, work with you again, man. It's It's been an absolute pleasure. Of course. It's been great. Thank you so much for giving me the chance to talk to you about it. Oh, anytime you ever need to promote something, you just, you just, you just text me and we'll, we'll set it up.
we've been yeah. we've been planning this one since we we recorded or we filmed Whew. devil's got my arms like yeah it's been months it's, it's, been, it's months. been months i told them i was like when it gets closer just let me know we'll fucking we'll we'll do a, we'll do a plug for it we'll do a we'll do a commercial for it so hell yeah it's gonna be a good time with all that being said ladies and gentlemen hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the mindless horror podcast if you did hit that like button with that subscribe button and that bell notification be aware every time we put up a new video Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Knights of Horror and at Knights of Horror. I'm your host Anthony, my guest, writer, director, editor Noah. We'll see you guys really soon. You're moving into a dimension of mind. You're moving into a dimension of mind. You're moving into a dimension of mind. Now. Podcasting Network.